Welcome back to the official podcast of the Georgia Tech Premier League, formerly known as the Clubhouse, but we are now in the paddock. Some Michael Burry shit, right? It's like we just hit on some big puts and uh, we've moved from being we, we, a up, we upgraded. We upgraded out of the old the F1 bitches and shit is good. <laughs> you know, it, it was fun kind of being in the in the uh the big house but you know we we had to take this to the the 21st century um <laughs> and we're currently recording this it's halftime of the first game it you know and it, it uh it really feels good to be back with a good team too yeah yeah the uh, i'm i'm really excited that we we did the drafts the night before the first game because I woke up this morning and I was like, damn, I can't wait till football starts. And I was like, Oh wait, here we are. I think Michael was betting on trade raping me preseason like last year. And Uh uh, thankfully the calendar disallowed that. (laughs) I think we definitely saved ourselves from, uh, (laughs) from some, you know, some antsiness pulling the trigger too quickly in between the draft and the start of the regular season. Um, what what did, what were your thoughts kind of going into this year's draft? Like how, how did you feel after uh, the off season and all the prep that you did? So I, last year I made the mistake of doing exactly what Keller said. I think I probably did a hundred mocks last year uh-huh. and <clears throat> the blowback is you get fixated on just like certain players because the computer simulation is just running basically the same thing over and over and over. And for whatever, I think like the ADP didn't change much. So I just got locked in, fucked myself. This year, knowing that I was on the swing, I knew I had to be patient. I knew people were going to pass on certain guys um, and however the chips may fall. You know, I just need to take uh, I just needed to take some risks and take the guys that dropped. And that's that's honestly, you know, I think the the best benefit of being the first pick. I thought it was going to be complete shit, but I ended up with some players I never thought I'd get. Yeah, I mean, I think that our league definitely drafts differently than the computer does and obviously the computer is not gonna pick two not... quarterbacks in a row <laughs> yeah there's some wild shit in this draft um i w- i was uh i was a bit surprised that certain players made it all the way to me as well i, mean, I didn't think i'd get tyreek in the second round um which i wasn't like extremely excited about but i was happy to take him at the take him where he kind of came to so um but yeah I, I don't know i felt i felt pretty i did a lot of mocks this year as well but i felt pretty confident going into it and i felt like there were a lot of other people in the league who did not seem confident at all um which probably added to me just feeling good about the draft in general the uh, only thing I wish I could do, and in 2022, we're not there yet, but I need the ability to ask a previous version of myself what they would do and just do the opposite. 
And I think that if I did that every year, I would have the best team, no doubt. Well, you need like a, a, an AI that you're training. That's exactly what I need. I just need to be able to ask, hey, 2019, Anil, what would you do here? Because that was like one of my worst years ever. <laughs> I just need to be able to ask that person what they would do oh, and God. just scratch them off and do the opposite. And be, <laughs> God, we need, we need technology to get to that point. I'm just going to get you a little like a banner or poster you can put above your desk that says, what would Anil do? And then whatever you're about to pick, you can just look up at that and then do do something else. So many things in life would have been different. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, do you want to – I know Joe sent out a pretty extensive breakdown of his power rankings. Do you want to just kind of take a look at that and we can just sort of react? For, yeah. No, first of all, I'm shocked that overall Joe Rice – was pretty objective. I I was surprised. I, I kudos that, and I hope that's maintained. But this is one of the few times I I actually appreciated his work. Mm-hmm. But but there are some issues. There are some okay. critical issues that I think can be addressed via conversation. Are, are we think, are yeah. we in agreement um, that Austin had the best? I think so. Draft. I think he got that right. When you look at the draft board and then you even look at, um, you know, just the lineup overall, I think Austin has a pretty solid team given the running back stable and a plethora of high ceiling wide receivers. You know, mm-hmm. I think he got all that shit right. So there's not much more to do there. You know, injuries, tight end, fucking gub, all those things can still happen, but. Coming out of the draft, I definitely felt like Austin went from zero to hero. Yeah, that's that's going to be a uh, an interesting narrative this season. If he's uh, one of the top top teams in the league, like we, we we've always obviously seen how he uh, how he reacts when he's at the bottom of the barrel. What what is uh, what is Austin going to be like when he's dominating the league? I don't know. He's going, I think he's gonna try to be humble, but mm. if we poke the bear, I do think we'll get some jabs, and uh, I'm excited to poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, let's see what else we got in here. I, I ended up in the top three in, in Joe's power ranking, I, I liked that, <laughs> okay, but he got number two wrong. Yeah. How in the world did Darren? who had Jamar fucking Chase, the best wide receiver we've seen in generations. How do you have that and end up with this mid-ass team? <laughs> How does that happen? Okay, let's look, at, let's look at his roster. I mean, he's got – at running back, he's got Aaron Jones. and um, Who's in a timeshare split. Yeah, but he's still going to put up numbers. On mo- on some weeks, not who is all. who was Rogers going to throw to? Like He's I think Jones, got Lizard, and all those. I think Jones players. is going to get more receptions this year, which is only going to. You help. can be bullish. You can be bullish if you want. I like lo- I love um, DJ Moore. I mean, Jamar Chase is obviously. Wait, wait, stud. wait. Let's stop. Why? Why so much love for DJ Moore? Um, because I think he. 
he's a a really good athlete. Um, he's got all of the uh, all the metrics you kind of want to see in a good receiver, and he's never had anyone that great to throw to him. And I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is like, you know, the next hot thing, but I think he is the best person that DJ Moore is ever going to have slinging the rock to him. So I think he's, he's primed to have a, a breakout breakout year. Perhaps. Uh, I just think that we need to be giving Larry the fucking recognition he deserves who came out of there with a pretty solid-ass team. I mean, Stephon Diggs already has seven catches right now. He's Mm. perfect. Going against Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Where did Big Joe have Larry Larry ranked in this? I don't know. Hold on. Let me tell you. Seventh? No, it's not three. It's not four. Seventh is way, way too low. Seven. I mean, my God. I mean, Big Joe had himself at five and had you at six, which I I don't think that's right. Oh, I'm definitely higher than six, but there's always. Oh, sorry, wait, I'm I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He had himself at four. That's wild. A bit, Big Joe is either gonna come out of the season looking like an absolute genius, or a complete fool. And this is the moment I announce one more time, guys. We've got to hunker down. We've got to hunker down and make sure we do not trade with that fucker. Mm. You know he's going to be coming at us with all sorts of offers. Just hang tight, gentlemen. The prices will come down. I just, I'm just imagining a Neil shuff, shuffling the entire league into the bunker. And Big Joe's just running around upstairs, just yelling about <laughs> rules and shit with a bunch of wide receivers behind him. <laughs> I imagine Big Joe like at a trader's desk, like trying to time the sell, and nobody's trying to take his offer. I mean, I think the Kyle Pitts pick was very strategic. I, he knows what I like. I think that was very strategic. He knows what I like. He's trying to bait me. I know. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is on here. JP at ninth. Maybe that's that's a little aggressive. I, I think uh, Keller and Michael definitely have the two worst teams. Mm-hmm. I think that's the easiest thing that I can say. Yeah. JP, I think, is better than them, but I'm not sure – where he fits with the others, you know, little Joe definitely has a good team. Um, but Keller and Michael, I think definitely need to be relegated to 10 and nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like co tens, honestly. Yeah. I think we're talking about kind of like narratives for the season. I think that this is the year where the luck streak for Michael and Keller comes to an end. Like I think it, it's gonna finally catch up to them. Keller has Keller's, he's Keller already got has drafted the card out and, and ready to deal <laughs> as the excuse, which which is fair. Which is fair. However, no, it's not it's not fair if you for the past three years you have walked into every single draft completely <laughs> blind with a, a copy of beer sheets 
and he based a, a hail mary and a prayer and you just gotta roll with it and somehow it's it's worked out for him it's worked but, out because i was making all the bad decisions and i finally woke up this year and you see what happened now that i fixed myself all these imposters just got exposed so explain to me, like, what what would a bad decision have looked like? If this was a bad year for you, what would you have done? Brees Hall with my second round pick. <laughs> the old Daniel would have said the upside is too much not to take him. Just Kyle <laughs> Pitts with my third. So <laughs> Brees Hall and Kyle Pitts right there is what 2019 Daniel would have done in a heartbeat. Wait, so you're you're not up on Kyle Pitts this year? I am, but I just realized that I have to look at the board. You know, I, I, it finally hit me that there's things like value and ADP and reach and all these complex terms I just couldn't understand. But I finally went back to school. I learned how to read, and <laughs> it's made a dramatic difference. It really has. Oh, <laughs> Damn. I'm not going to lie. I was I was going into this draft, and I was – 100% confident that I was going to take Kyle Pitts with my third pick. Um, but I didn't think Mark Andrews was going to be sitting there for me. And so when that decision point came up, I was like, I, I really believe that Kyle Pitts is a generational type player, but I can't, I can't. Just but what does that mean for fantasy? You know, like he'll yeah. bail the Falcons out on a critical third down. But is he going to get spammed in garbage time? You know, yeah. those are the things yeah. that. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's why I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do this. I got to take, I got to take Andrews. Um, were there any players that kind of like got away from you that you wish you had drafted on your team? There's a couple. Do I want to say it? I mean, I'll say mine. Okay. I really wanted Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And I think I barely missed him. I really thought Austin would take Homer Julio or someone else, but he didn't. And, yeah. uh, and I really think that he got a weapon there. And then I think um, uh, as far as you know, any other position, I was personally – uh, really high on Najoku, and thank God nobody picked him up. So I, I went ahead and scooped him. Mm. As your kind of backup tight end option, yeah, I think he's going to be a top ten tight end. I've rode with him for a couple of years, and they just paid him. Like they just paid him. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't really know how much that really means. Um, I I really wanted to get a piece of the. Uh, Denver offense, and I didn't. You'll be. I, I mean, I have Melvin Gordon, but Court and Sutton, I was really eyeing. It's hard because in those early rounds, if you aren't positioned, uh, kind of correctly, there's certain players that like you can't really afford to reach for, but like you know they're gonna go before it comes back around to you, and so you're kind of screwed. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that, like that's DJ Moore and, and Cortland Sutton were two players that I really wanted on my squad, but it's like I'm not gonna reach for that in the third round. 
that would I feel like that would have been a big stretch. So we should uh, probably delete this episode. I feel like this is gonna make Keller and Michael better. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's already the damage is already done. I mean, Michael drafted two quarterbacks back to back. Extremely Keller, questionable. Keller's starting his wide receiver one is Deontay Johnson. It's like I mean, look what one decision of Keller's made that affected his whole draft. Which that one? Second round pick, the Kelsey. If he took Adams, I think Big Joe would have taken Kelsey, mm-hmm. and that would have meant Kyle Pitts would have fallen to him in the third. Damn. And he would have avoided Brees Hall, too. Yeah. Hey, you know, it it happens. What was your, uh, what do you, what was your, um, what was the best pick of the draft to you? Doesn't have to be on, like, not necessarily on your team, but just overall. So that's a, yeah, that's a difficult question. I mean, you're, you're going to be crazy that I say this, Mm -hmm. but even though, even though I believe that the strategy was poor, seeing Big Joe get Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Kyle Pitts in those like first four picks, those first four rounds, absolutely scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of name brand there. There's a lot of name brand there. So yeah. it did it did scare me, but thank God other people caught on and started taking more running backs. <laughs> and I absolutely love that shit. Uh, well, it was funny you say that because I was gonna say the best pick of the draft was Big Joe taking Antonio Gibson with the fifth pick. Because at that point, I mean, if he hadn't taken him, yeah, he would have been screwed. Damian Harris, I guess, would have been a starting running back. I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. This is going to be a a, a, a fantastic year. I'm excited to, to see how all of this kind of works its way out. Um, yeah, this man went from having, you know, Derrick Henry, who was on par for like one of the greatest running back seasons of all time, to having a guy that. A couple weeks ago was literally demoted to the receiving team as his number one running back. It's crazy. It's wild. But yeah, this was a uh, it was a it was a fun draft. It was a fun draft. I'm I'm really um I'm really happy. I feel good not being the worst. You know, (laughs) I think that I've always kind of like been in that middle low tier. And I, I really feel like I graduated this year and I just, you know, I, I just, my mood has been better. You know, I just, <laughs> it feels so good. Like this euphoria, you know, you wake up and you click my team. It's like, dude, these are actually pretty good guys. <laughs> I used to like react to every practice. You like anytime anyone had a good practice, I'm picking that fucker up. I feel like I don't have to do that this year. And it's, it feels amazing. Yeah. Oh, another thing that we both did that I think is worth noting is we're we're solid at all of the positions that typically you like stream, right? 
So like, typically I don't take, I mean, wasn't it last year? Like I didn't have a tight end basically. Uh, You didn't have a lot of show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, you know, I think I might have had Aaron Rodgers maybe at one point or something, but I basically was like streaming quarterbacks. It's like, no, I'm tired of all that shit. I'm, I'm, I want studs at those positions. I can set it and forget it, and I can worry about, you know, picking up flex options or other ways to improve my team. Um, So, I don't know. As we bring on guests this year, um, I want to make sure that we try to gauge who their keeper might be. You know, I'm not telling saying that they got to declare it or some shit. But I, I definitely need a, a chance to spotlight Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. Some people were saying alligator. I took a little offense to that. I, I noted who was saying that, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I do need a chance to profile him. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do some interest, interesting stuff with the guests. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be an exciting year. I think the Commissioner's Cup is going to be awesome. I'm excited for this Sunday because... I think it's going to be, I don't know. I'm, I think it's going to give a different feeling to tracking the scores. You know what I mean? Because even if like I'm getting beaten or if I'm, you know, my opponent is getting shit on, like I'm still competing against the field. And that's, that's something that, you know, every now and then if you're like, in the running for team of the week, you might kind of get that sort of feeling. You see what I'm kind of saying? Um, yeah, I think it's just I, gonna add I'm still focused on the matchups because I know I want to be champion. So I'm I'll let I'll let the commissioner cup point stuff kind of shake out. I think as we get more through the weeks, I'll care about it more. But I just want to win my matchups. I don't care if I win 75 to 60. I don't give a shit. I, I really just want to make sure I've got a winning record in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I've already started to look through all my weeks and up through week seven, uh, I'm projected to win all of these weeks. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm going to get a nice, w- nice dub against little Joe this weekend. Sleepers said they have a new model. So be careful. I hope, I hope they train that shit well, because Next week, Big Joe's on the calendar. 60% chance right now of winning that. 2-0, baby, going into week three. I'm, I'm, Lord, I'm digging mercy. it. I'm digging it. All right. The, uh, the third quarter has started. So let's get back to enjoying some of this football. But, um, yeah, it, it feels good to be back in the, uh, the driver's seat. Um, no pun intended. Um, and yeah, I think we can uh, roll the outro music. It's good to be back. Yeah, Spot what you saying, yeah, just shut up and let me go uh, Riding in that beam, let that talk the truth Bro, I rode these bus down, watch this on me, I got my blinking tongue Yeah, number one up on each other, but yeah, it's still the one All we do is to go number one 
nothing. And that just brought in some ears, little bitches, the first of the month. Ryan, Ryan, I'm in the game, little bitch, I'm gonna turn the city, I'm afraid of the sun. I went and paid in the bills, I switched shit up, I went and did nobody done. Hold on, my face, my family, my coat, my brother, my slime, my sister, my mom. I grew up over just saying, I don't listen to it, I don't wanna hear about none. In the world got two, or yeah, bro, bro, sure, yeah, what they calling them up. I'm about to bring this shit back and away from the top of the time of the month. I'm about to do it again, about to do it again, about to share with a song. He gon' talk to rap, he gon' talk to the He gon' talk to Schmitz, he gon' talk to the lid.